if only. Right, so, hi everyone, welcome back to Through Brown Eyes, this is episode 56, and you are tuned in wow. with Amen, you're tuned in Karina. with... Karina. Yeah. And... <laughs> and Divya. Hey, let's go, let's That was so it. out of order. That was so, it like, non-energetic as well, it was really lethargic. Karina. <laughs> Friday evening one, yeah. <laughs> So, I've been watching some TikToks. And I've been coming across loads of like controversial topics slash unpopular opinions. So I thought I'd bring them up with you guys to see what you think and whether you two agree with each other or whether you disagree. You know, I'm just out here to cause some shit. Damn. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> it's fun, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so should I just dive straight into it? Let's go. All right. Yeah, let's so, go. let me give you some I'm context. Ready. So I was watching this video and this mother, she's a mother to like a two or three year old kid. And she was complaining about the fact that her parents don't understand that if her kid says she doesn't want to hug, they're not allowed to hug her. So this is the kid's grandparents. Like, yeah. So people were in the comments like, hmm. You're being a tad dramatic. Some people were like, no, this is so important. Consent is real. And then there was also this thing called a rape apology. Um, so basically what that means is saying stuff like, oh, just give me a hug, it's fine. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sorry I gave you a hug, but I'm doing it anyway, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I have my own opinion, but I would love to hear your guys' opinions first. We're going straight in, are we? Damn. Going straight in? interesting have a thing you don't have to talk about it straight away so basically it was it was the mom that was saying it was a two three-year-old saying that she the mom has a two three-year-old she's saying that if her daughter doesn't want a hug and the grandpa grandparents don't understand it is that what it was sorry yeah so the mom made the decision that okay my kid needs to ask for consent from their grandparents um to hug them two at two, three years old, that's where I'm, the iffy enough is coming from me. Like, I understand it, but I just think the age is really young, like really young. Why do you understand it? I get about it? teaching kids lessons and stuff. Because I get about consent and stuff, like, because I don't think that was like ever a thing that I was taught or anything. I just think maybe I just knew it, but maybe sometimes boundaries can get crossed there if you're not taught it. I think maybe at a later stage, you can teach somebody that, like a teenager and stuff like that. But I just think the age is too young that's what I personally think so I understand the consent bit like you want to teach your kids that but I don't think the age is right yeah yeah that's my opinion all right I mean how about you okay so I also understand because of the current climate in the world um and then also sort of raising your kid and and understanding the importance of consent I completely get that I would say that depending on the relationship with the person who is involved in the hugging that should be taken into consideration Mm -hmm. so because it's the grandparent maybe it shouldn't be so much of a thing if it's a stranger or even maybe if you want to say let's say a friend then maybe that should be considered as you know that's my opinion okay I yeah I thought that too because I thought the fact that it was a grandparent that's a tad for me it's a tad dramatic because 
they're not there to cause malice. They're not there to like hurt her. And if 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 your grandparents are there to hurt you as a mom, why are you taking your kid around them? Do you know what I mean? Like that was my mm. point. And then it was also the fact of like, yes, you're the mom and you're entitled to do whatever you want. And I do understand consent, but for me, there's a limit. Like when it comes to a grandparent just hugging you out of love and fear, like mm. it, you know what I mean? For me, it's not important. However, when you're older and you have to hug relatives you don't particularly like I think that's different then I think that because when you're older you're more aware and then you're forced to do something you don't want mm-hmm. to do but babies and kids are just loving anyway but you're also putting it in their heads that this isn't an act of love this is an act of control oh. like yeah like the gra- oh, only when okay. it comes to like close family though close family and friends because like, like with Umman said, if it's strangers or like random people that you're not comfortable with touching your child, then that's a different story. But when it comes mm-hmm. to like, say if it was my kids and you guys, and I was like, no, you have to ask my kid if you want to hug them. And if they say no, you're not allowed to hug them. Do you know what I mean? You lot would be that's like, what I was, oh, yeah, for sure. that's what I mean. But going back to Umman's point about the stranger and stuff, obviously you're, as a mum, you wouldn't let random strangers hug your kid anyway. It's not the two-year-old's decision and like mm. anyway two runs don't even know what they want sometimes one week they're like peppa pig and the next day they're like bob the builder so like you know what i mean like, i don't think the age the age is the biggest problem for me okay i think but i get the idea of it and i agree with everything you guys are saying but i think when it comes to this random people that's the like the mom's not going to let a random person just hug their kid anyway mm-hmm. you know what i mean but that's to a bit be strange honest, otherwise. in our culture if you don't hug someone even a side hug you're disrespectful even if not you don't know bad. them so that's what I thought about because mm. I was like, I remember going to wedding and you hug people and you're like, who the fuck is that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I kind of agreed with her in that sense because I oh. never used to like hugging random people. Even like, you know, boys have to like shake men's hands. You don't even know them. Like, I didn't deep it until today when I saw that. I was like, you know what? The amount of strangers I hugged when I was a kid just because they were family, like actually a madness. Mm. Also when you're a two-year-old and you're receiving so much love and affection because your grandparent just wants to hug you that will stay with you for the rest of your you won't think it in the moment yeah because you're two but those kind of things will stay with you and then when you're older she may realize the lack of affection that she had when Mm, she was younger that's a good point you know Mm, and that will definitely be a big part of her life shape her yeah shape her yeah it definitely it definitely shaped the way that's a really good point I think yeah I think I think the mom's doing the right the mom's got the right intention she's just doing it too young I think she's mm. chill a little bit maybe she does yeah she does need to chill a little <laughs> bit but only because she said it was her her, her mom and dad I was like wow like mm. but then a part of me thought maybe she don't trust the mom and dad like that maybe as well mm. she's got she's got trauma from her past and she's like I don't want my kid to go through that you know that's what parents normally tend to do like yeah. especially younger parents they normally like they've experienced something they don't want their kid to do it so they do start from really young so maybe it's something to do with that as well that was mm. an interesting one I like that one. also if you flip it on its head I mean what you said about affection wouldn't people say that if you don't teach them consent they're gonna think everybody they're gonna think that everybody's allowed to help them if you flip mm. it not Mm. I, I guess think not have, necessarily then, because I think yeah go sorry, on, carry on. Sorry. okay so I, just, I, I think, think everybody's different <laughs> 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 sorry Celeste <laughs> you go you go 
I was just going to say then it ties into the age thing because then you have to figure out the right age to then start that with them. Mm. You know? So, okay. yeah, that's, yeah. What would you guys, what would you guys do? Would it be I a think, thing for what you? What do you mean? So, uh, like, okay, if you had a baby who's, like, two, would it be a thing for you? Of, like, like, Divya, your mom or, I mean, your dad saying that, oh, you can't hug my kid if they say no. Would you make no, a thing No, no, not at that age. Not at that age, no. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. No, but then I would, I would sort of encourage consent as a thing, especially if I had a daughter as sad as it is that I would have to raise a boy and a girl differently, but because of the world we live in, it would have to be very, it would have to be enforced to the daughter that she has to give the consent to the right person. And then for the boy, if I had a son one day, hopefully, um, I would, Inshallah. you know, and then um, I would sort of encourage him to understand the importance of asking for consent. Yeah, I definitely, mm. I would definitely have a com, I would definitely have a conversation, but I think not at two years old. Definitely not, not. Maybe a bit no. older. Yeah, but also teaching about consent, right? I, I totally get it, but isn't that a different form of consent the one that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you know what I mean? But then, like how you guys said that, like as girls, you weren't taught about consent at like at all. It wasn't a thing but mm. it needs to be a thing even if no. it's the smallest mm. like even if it's a hug from a uh, friend friend yeah any sort of touch you know or, or like arm around you or something like some people don't want that so yeah 100% like I've got memories of like weird people at weddings who just like have the arm around you and they won't let go and you're just like I don't know you so for Lingering. me it did bring up a lot of like memories of me as a child because I didn't get affection that much as a kid like physical affection so when rando when it used to be like oh give me a hug like random people i'd be like mm. but then mm-hmm. if you didn't do it that would also be a problem but now i'm 24 and i don't hug people interesting point though even if it was like look how close we are even if i used to hug you you'd cringe yeah i did mm-hmm. i think it's because i wasn't used That's to true. like affection but as i've gotten mm-hmm. older i've become more open to it but that's because I've wanted to become more open to it. Like the yeah. thought of people touching me used to make, like I never used to share straws with my family. I never used to share spoons. Like the whole, it was a whole thing. Like I never liked it. I didn't mm-hmm. like it at all. And like, yes, I've gotten over it. There's still certain things I'm like, oh, don't think that's a bit too much. But <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten over it now. But I think maybe it's because I lacked the physical affection when I was younger from like my mom for example but it's also that you're old enough now to make that decision and that's the key bit there is that your age you're old enough to make that decision mm. you know what I mean but then when I was young so, and I felt like if I didn't hug people that's disrespectful I think that's proper sad at the same time do you know what I mean because it's not like you can still mm. say hi and greet people without having to hug them but then I think some people are huggers and some people are not because I've met people that don't hug anyway they just say hi so I don't necessarily think it's like the consent. I get what the mom's doing, but I just, I think some people just show it in different ways anyway. Cause I, I don't definitely know that people don't hug. Some friends don't like hugging, some people just don't. But um, I don't know. I just think, yeah, there's different types of consent. So I think the mom's starting very small. And of course mm-hmm. she wants to um, 
advanced as I get older, but I don't you know. I just think it's a bit dramatic with the grandmas and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I get what you were saying. But I think <laughs> I think it's true that it's really different. I think it's the main point as well as what Amma said that it can it can um, shape how the person grows up. So, example with you, mm. you're saying like you never had it, so then but then you realize it yourself. So I don't know. It's really weird. I never thought mm. about it like that. Have you guys always been affectionate people like that? I would say out of three of us, I'm the most affectionate. Mm. Touchy wise. Not if someone touches his belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, Don't touch me. <laughs> if you ever see Oven in public, whack his belly. Get lost. <laughs> whack his belly, you know. I'm going to get winded when I'm out next. Oh my god! That's so easy. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. Do you like hugging people? Do you like people you don't know? For example, like if you we went to a wedding like, and your mom's like, "Oh, this is your mussy from wherever." Like, it you doesn't, mind, do you like? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't like. It's not like I give him like a full on like double arm squeeze. You know, like, <laughs> it's just a little side. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I also think I had this conversation at home once that we don't hug enough in our house because like. We don't really have, like, I don't hug my mom. I do hug my mom and stuff, but we don't hug, like, every time she goes or whatever, you know, like, when you're younger and stuff. I think you just grow, mm. if you grow out of it, if you want to say, but but it should be a thing because, God forbid, like, something happened, I would love to give my mom a hug every time she leaves the house, you know what I mean? Especially with COVID and stuff, like, I think it's taught me that affection is okay because you don't know when the last time you're going to hug someone is. Mm. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's but that's true. why I thought of and that's COVID because we really weren't allowed true. to and that's, hugs were weapons during the and pandemic. That, <laughs> exactly. And when you ask me that question, that's the first thing. No, it's true. When you ask me that question, that's the first thing that comes into my head. Like I think of it in that way, like if it's the last time you've seen somebody. And I saw a video actually from Will Smith and he was talking to Jay Shetty, I think, on Instagram. And he was saying when you say hello and goodbye to to each other, it shouldn't be just a minor thing because you don't know if that's your your last hello or last goodbye to that person. Wow. Are we it's true. I but I'm that person Sorry. generally. I because I like when Juggy passed away, like our cousin passed away, I learned at a young age, like 17 years old, I was there like, you know what? Life is too short. You know, mm. if you want to spend time with people, spend time with people like so many people knew he was dying but didn't spend time with him. And I know some people who are like that, but whatever, it is what it is now. But then, like, I never wanted regrets how they did. So that's why I've always realised now that you should live in the present because you really don't know when the last day is going to be. Super that true. How did we get to that from wow. her not letting her kids? <laughs> think, yeah, I know. So luckily, a new topic, go on, switch it up, switch it up. Okay, okay, one. okay. Okay, let's just, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. So my next one was, this one's, a bit this one's like oh okay is it okay to have a preference on what race you date was this a tiktok context or just like it was just a question this was, was actually just a this? question that was on there and people having a discussion uh, about it because then mm, i'll let you have it okay to have a preference i think automatically some people are more attracted <laughs> to certain races than others but I don't, know, I don't yeah. know, like, I don't know the answer to that question. I think automatically some people generally just are more attracted to other people. I think, I think someone's really trying to push it. it with that question, to be honest. I think, I was saying that there's, le- like, some people can prefer, like, prefer, like, 
are more attractive to certain races but when it doesn't mean that but then there's layers to that reason so like like do you know what I mean like maybe I don't, just an example know, come on you've been around yeah, this team no I'm trying to think of an example I'm trying to think of an example okay I can't think of what an example someone, but let me okay. give me a moment give me a okay, moment for me for me I don't think it's bad to have a preference on a race to date because like Divya said you're attracted to who you're attracted to but when it's used in like a fetish way then I think it's bad mm. like girls okay. who are out here like oh I just want to want to go black you never go back like all those girls that's when I think it's wrong because you're doing it for the wrong reasons but I think if you're just yeah. naturally just attracted to somebody because of like because you are attracted to certain races let's be real like if you're attracted to that race I don't think it's bad having a preference but I think if you make a thing of it like oh yeah but all white girls are ugly that's why I only like black girls like that's I think that's a problem then because you're putting other races down like if you have your preference mm-hmm. cool but don't mm-hmm. put others down in the process okay I feel that I'm really so distraught by these I'm really <laughs> the first one's still picking in my brain <laughs> the first one is mad still <laughs> This one's um, tricky because it's a bit like this one's so tricky because there's a line. Say what's there's on your mind. Like you said, I like think it's I can't fathom like there's different thoughts going into my head right now. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's okay to have preference because you are attracted to more people. But I'm trying to think of the reason why you're attracted to certain races more than others. I can't think of that reason. Okay, I'll give you an example. Like I find it hard to be attracted to white boys, not because they're not pretty, because some of them are very pretty, but because of the whole culture aspect, like. That's why I think you say there's layers because with me and white boys, I feel like we don't merge or get together or even get to that stage because we don't have anything to talk about when it comes to culture. Because culture is really heavy for us. What did you say? But what if you met somebody? What if you met somebody that was really like wanting to learn about cultures and knew about a lot of cultures? Except for, of course, his culture might just be like I don't know, like British culture, whatever. But he was he. There was more to it. What if you met someone that was white and then they were like that? Do you know what I'm saying? So that's what I was trying to put see, together. My pro- like, mm, see, my problem with that is I know so many girls and guys who have married white people, but they always adapt our culture, which isn't a bad thing. Mm. Like, you know, like the modern thing, which is very Punjabi now, the white girl is. She's mm-hmm. not white. Yeah. She doesn't act white anymore. She's Punjabi now. And for me, mm. I personally think it's great, but I think why are you forgetting your own identity at the same time? So I think for me, I would never want someone to completely adapt my culture. I'd also want them but, to embrace their own. Mm, but I then that's, that's all we what see from them. Mm, we don't. But know not even with them. Like even people in my family are like that. Mm. Like all the girls now, they're more Indian than I am. To be honest with you, like, and I don't know. I think, do you, do I think you, partially because they don't have a heavy culture. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. And I don't okay. think it's a bad thing, but I, I would want to get, if I was embracing someone's culture and they wanted to embrace mine, I'd want it to be, for me, I'd want it to be both ways. Equal. But the reason, it's going to sound so bad, but the white boys I have bumped into don't have a culture for me to embrace. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I get Which you. is why I attracted it's, it's it's to people of colour. I think, but then, I think that's a good point, actually. 
I think that's a good point and it's I think it's true what you said with that like for the modern singers for example our culture has so much to it that it's you can easily see it whereas like
I'm that person. I am that person who's like, oh no, I fall in love with the person for who they are. But yeah, I say I don't date white boys. Who the who am I? I'm such a hypocrite. A so it shouldn't be about their color. It should be about who they are. Should I listen to my and own work? Personally, through that self-reflection. <laughs> personally, I just, I just don't find white people attractive. So I don't actually find white people attractive. That's literally it. Like Zac Efron, I don't know all these actors that people about- fancy. I don't think they are. Oh, I was gonna say Wentworth Miller, but he's half black. Mm, but that, not the most attractive person ever. Do you know what I mean? As well, though. Do you know what I mean? So the person that's just my preference. But I don't. Otherwise, I don't like. Mm, oh, this is sticky. You know, it's like the way you say it sometimes just sounds so racist. I know it is bad. Scary. It's not because this is the whole point of the question. It's about preferences, not racism. But then this yeah, is exactly. why it is so controversial because people mix both up together. So if you don't like a certain race, some people will deem you as racist when that's not the case. You just don't yeah. find them attractive. As in not, yeah, not for, yeah, that's it. Attractive is the word. It's not that you don't like them or anything. It's attractive to me personally. Like some people don't like curly hair. Some people like straight hair. You get me? Like, it's just personally <laughs> what we think. <laughs> no, I agree. It's just a Friday night. <laughs> Second <laughs> disclaimer at the, at the start of this video, but yeah, <laughs> we should, we should. But it's interesting though. It is interesting. I don't do have like, a preference. Do you feel like dumb? I at all. I don't like even like how you're saying white people. Like I've never dated a white person, but I'm open to it. Do you know what I mean? Like if I came across the right person, then I can see my. I'm not even seeing myself, mm. but I can see myself being open towards it. I yeah, me too. I, yeah, no, I just don't find them attractive. But then if I, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Never seen, never. But I was going to say, I was going to say, do you think that where you grow, grow up affects that? Like who, what race you find attractive? Mm. Like where you grow up, who you grew up around? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. Then, that's what I was Because I was, yeah, I was talking to one of my friend's friends and he's black and he was on about, obviously his girlfriend now is black as well. But he was on about when he was at school because he grew up in like south, like really far down south. It was all white people, so all he had, all he had was white girls to be attracted to, and all all his crushes were white. But when he went to uni and met loads of black people, then he was like, "Oh, it's because I've never been around oh, black so girls before." Yeah. So he's changed. Some people doesn't change, like. I've like some people, the Indians that grow up in like white areas, they tend to only like white girls because that's all they've known. Do you know what I mean? But even Indians who grew up in brown, brown areas love white girls, to be honest. True that. <laughs> they come first. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back to that AP Dylan video again. Like maybe white girls are his preference, but people were saying he's rude because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a brown girl in there. But maybe he likes white girls and that's up to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, people seem to mind their business. Basically. That's it. Do you think, Everyone's I mean, that, like, it, that a... growing up has an effect on who you're attracted to? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think especially, I'm just trying to relate it to my experience. Growing up in a sort of, like going to a school where there's so many Indian people, like Asian people, that was quite, I don't know, it was kind of, even at home, it was kind of embedded into us to just like mm. a brown person because we're brown. 
and then if you go to school and then obviously you're growing up going through puberty having all these feelings like i don't know what this is inside me and then there's these brown people there you're looking at these brown people like okay brown is good i it's like brown that. and then i think it's when you go to uni and you see more people you know it actually i think uni is such a massive yeah the age yeah. of uni makes such a difference because you start well, feeling more I don't know. I disagree because me and Amin went to the same school. We grew up in the same area and I never liked the Asians. Well, tell a lie. I actually dated one Asian guy. Um, but everyone oh. else I liked was not Asian. Um, and I always knew I was different, I just, but I used to keep it quiet because the girls I hung around with were like, Asian boys are my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> I see it. Oh god. Yeah, I swear. So yeah. that's why I really felt like I was just being a fake ass bitch because I uh didn't give a shit about the color. I think I dated a white boy in Hampstead Hall as well, actually, now that I think about it. A white boy, a brown boy. Damn girl. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Looking so it does differ, I mean, because we went to the same place and I was a bit different. Interesting. Maybe like other things as well, just like who you're around, what things you watch what music you listen to I think that all affects it as well because I just remember growing up and it's not like I was like oh I love Justin Timberlake I used to love Chris Brown you know what I mean so it just automatically happens I don't know so there's a lot to it interesting interesting okay let's move on now it it seems like it's messing with everyone's heads (laughs) (laughs) all right my next question is do good grades matter in life (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> like, no. what do you mean what, you've what, got your person who's got um, good grades though what what do we define good grades as so does a high academic achievement mean not necess- like is it everything in life but high high is subjective to everybody for example so is a pass good that's what i'm saying yeah passing up like a c okay. and upwards um it matters to the majority because that's how the majority get jobs especially pocs mm-hmm. yeah but do you think that it is a deal breaker in in life no. no it's not the end of the world but the world we live in is set up for us to fail so we need those grades or passes to help life be easier mm. it's just like a it's like a gateway to make your life a little bit yeah. more. I say this to my, I say this to my kids at school. Like it opens up many doors. You don't. Have, it's not necessarily be all at end. It's not going to change your life. You're still alive. You're still breathing. Whatever. You can still get jobs. You can still do something with your life. It just opens more doors and it opens them more easily for you. And sooner. Mhm. Okay. That's what okay, I but, think. But it's not. Yeah. Good. I think for us three though, it is kind of biased because we have got passes and degrees and stuff but I would love I know no one's here who don't have an education or didn't finish their education but I would love to hear from people who didn't finish their education maybe because of like extenuating circumstances stuff. but mm. I've worked with people who didn't finish school like one of my friends actually left school at 15 um because she just didn't she wasn't interested um and now she's working she's working and she's got a job and all this stuff but she does say sometimes, like, I wish I did finish school because maybe I could have got a career and not just any job. But that's also controversial because 
just because you've got any life. job doesn't mean it's not a career mm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's what I mean she does say that but then I work with people at Tesco for example who were like nah school wasn't for me like I always knew Tesco was going to be my life and that makes me sad a little bit because I'm like just because you don't have good grades doesn't mean Tesco is going to be your life like maybe that's all you were told you could achieve exactly that because at my old school my kids thought that a lot of them thought they don't need school they're not going to pass because I'm going to get this job and that's my life and I said you know what you might think that right now and it might be your life in one two years but if you pass and you get it you can experience so much more and that's what I want from you and I'm trying to tell you that there's more to you than the area that you're from or the jobs that your parents have do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think they are important but actually no I'm just gonna say they are important because there's so much, so much to it, so they, they are important. Yeah, and I think and you a, have to say t- that because you're a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as a, that's, I, it would be imagine Miss Girl out here like, school don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. No, but there is true. more important things be, as well. Yeah, and also you wouldn't be in the job role you're in if you didn't believe that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So you, I totally get it. I totally get it. I get mm. that. And for me as well, because I'm now in a bit of an educational role as well I feel like grades are important and it's not saying that you need like a stars and all this stuff because you don't I didn't get any a stars I'm doing pretty well for myself um so I wasn't like a top achiever I was an average swifter you know the the ones just swift through that was me yeah thank you I was never an overachiever I was probably capable not gonna lie but my heart just wasn't in it now that I look back and thinking I was not interested in revising and all this stuff. Um, but what I'm trying to say is it's not the be or end all if you don't get like A stars or whatever, A's mm-hmm. and whatever. Because I know a lot of like tiger parents, Asian parents are like, you need to get A's and A stars. But it's not the end of the world. Like it's really not. If you can pass your English and math with C's, I think you'll be good. I think you're still in a, a good opportunity, maybe a better one if you had science, but you'll still be okay. That's just my opinion because you can still get into uni without GCSE. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. So there's always ways to do things, but make, I don't know, if you want good grades will make it easier, like you said. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And yeah, you don't need these like A's, A stars, all that. And I think, Unless you have a goal that you want, like, you know, from a young age, like you want to go, I don't know, maybe let's say Cambridge, for example, and you know that this is your goal, this is your business, this is that, then, okay, but don't, but I also think that don't put too much pressure on yourself, because when you have all these plans and something goes wrong, then the child feels so yeah. lost or something. So I would never, as a teacher or as a person, put that pressure on a child. Just try your best and obviously get a pass. And you know what? It is important. And like Oman said, it opens those doors sooner. So if you do fail the first time, you can always do it again. Do you know what I mean? Well, what about but like get- entrepreneurs who didn't have an education and now they're like millionaires, billionaires? Like, what do you think about them? For me, they're a minority. Like, good for them. It's a rare <laughs> <Like>, thing. <laughs> good. Good for you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, I think yeah, it's rare. It's very rare. And I think maybe along the way, they, they still learn things. They still have to do courses and stuff to get to where they are. Like, you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely have to do that. But mm. obviously to them, like their math GCC does not matter or their English GCC doesn't matter, but they're very rare. And that's why I, I think, think it, people with 
Yeah. I think I it puts these it... ideas in kids' heads at school, mm. like, oh, I'm going to be like that. But it's like, okay, you might be like that. But before that, just have it anyway, just in case that doesn't go to plan. Just in case. Go with plan B. Mm. A plan B. But also the fact that some might say that, oh, well, I didn't go to school. Um, no, wait, let me rephrase. Some people say that academic achievement does not define what you can achieve. And I totally agree with that too, because mm-hmm. it doesn't, if you got a C in math, doesn't mean you can't go be a mathematician because you can, you just got to put extra oh, yeah. work in. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot, this narrative of if you don't do well in school, you're never going to make it. I hate that as well at the same time, because it's like, it doesn't define you. So I never want people to feel that pressure because I feel like when I was in school, my form tutor always used to say to us, yeah, yeah, you guys, if you don't get this, this, that, how are you going to become successful in life? And I used to hate that because even at the young age I was at, even when I think I was the shit, yeah, I was like, that doesn't mean anything because you can still, you can leave school with nothing and still make something of yourself. Do you know what I mean? But having... The, the education there just gives you a bit of brownie points in the future I think do you think it's because you had an example of someone that didn't finish school properly that you knew that you can still make it you know yes because my dad didn't go to college or anything mm-hmm. but my dad was very on me for education <laughs> Like, he realised my dad knows the importance of education. So if I didn't do well, he would have been on my case. So, yes, I knew that my dad's done well, but I also knew my dad could have done better if he had the opportunity. I was speaking to him the other day, actually, and I said to him, like, if you were allowed to go to uni, like, what would you have done? And he's like, I've never thought about it. Because to him, it's like, there's no point looking back and obviously no regrets. But then I just said, like, I know, but it's interesting. Like, what would you have done? And he was like, maybe, like, engineering or something. And then I think that's what it was, like, because our parents didn't have the opportunity, education was pushed on us because they knew what they missed out on. Then you get parents who didn't have an education, but they don't expect their kids to have one either. I didn't have one, so why do you want one? I turned out fine. Mm. So Yeah, and I think that's not a good, I don't think that's a good way of being it, because I know a lot of my kids in my old school, their parents are like that, like, oh, you'll be fine, like, it's fine, just do this, just do that, do you know what I mean? But I think, I think going, it doesn't define you, but they're important. I think what defines you is what you learn from your teachers at school, what you learn from people around you. There's so many more other lessons that teachers can teach their kids than the, like the subjects. That's what a thousand percent, as a person that works in a school, I genuinely think that there's so Definitely. much more you can teach the kids. It's what, it's what they take out of it and what they think of themselves when they leave school. That's more important than the paper and then you also, number one because it's numbers now. 100%. Oh yeah, because it's not, it's not ABC. <laughs> But yeah. also you get that you get the point of you know you graduate university but you can't find a job so what was the point exactly. of all the education so mm-hmm. some people would be like well education is nothing because I know people who've got degrees and they can't mm. even find jobs but I did a okay. and I've got a job and I'm like mm. no that, that's, okay, that's good true. for you I don't think I don't think higher education higher education is important I think GCSEs is the bare okay. minimum for everybody yeah. As is important and that's where I'm saying it's important is GCSEs not necessarily A-levels B-tech doesn't even matter I think the GCSEs are and when I say that I mean English and math because that's what you need for this world I don't necessarily agree with what they've been taught though so for the, what's being taught in maths I don't necessarily agree like nobody uses the stuff that they need in maths true mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily agree with the um curriculum but I think 
what we what they need for the world I think that's what's important is the GCSE English language and math so I don't think higher education or college no no carry on yeah I don't think higher education is necessarily important so if that's what we're talking about no no you don't need to go to university okay cool I was just you know when you talked about like in the career you don't agree with the curriculum I was thinking of you know there's <laughs> you know there's problems that you get in maths where it's like Wendy bought 7,000 melons or whatever. <laughs> like, those are the things where I'm like, this doesn't Fucking happen. Wendy. Like, why are you selling these mm. kids this dream that you can buy 7,269 melons <laughs> from fucking Tesco? <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, what I'm true. <laughs> and like, obviously, it's really niche where certain things are used, but like, there's this thing called stem and leaf diagrams in maths. And like, nobody ever will use that in the, your life. Like, ever, ever, that. nobody. Nobody. And it's like, what I try to teach my kids is that okay not necessarily the topics like yeah you need to understand it but it's what comes around it so like the problem solving the perseverance they're like confidence in yourself you know what I mean that kind of stuff so it's all a bit iffy but mm. I don't know I wish I you were my that. teacher yeah same <laughs> hey guys <laughs> I do that too because like obviously my tuition kids have got like 11 plus coming up in like two weeks time and like it's so sad seeing these 10 year olds like stress like it's I've seen it now and it breaks my heart like my kid today was like I'm so stressed I can't believe my exam's in two weeks she's she's it's such a sweet little angel as well and I was like it's fine I was like all we want you to do is try your best that's it doesn't matter of the outcome mm. I said regardless of the outcome you're you would have gained skills that people you already haven't gained yet and you've already learned about it and it's actually so obviously I know the parents just want the best for them and they know they're capable and I totally get it but the stress you see these kids under now at mm. the age of like nine and ten, it's so sad. Oh, no. But I see why their their parents are lovely people, like for my kids, but you see why their parents are pushing them because they want them to have the best education as well. So mm. it's 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 a it's a wide spectrum because you see the kids' point of view being a tutor and a teacher, like Divya is and and then you see the parents' point of view of how they just want the best for their child. Mm-hmm. But then for mm-hmm. me, I've seen this like mental toll on some of my kids, and I'm like, yeah. like, like that's that's so that's so true, and that's so sad. And I that's what just brought me back because I think throughout my whole education, I put that mental toll on myself, and that's why I never want kids to feel that way. Because and like I would walk out an exam, and I never had the confidence to be like, oh, I did well on it or something. And I walk out an exam, I've literally probably walked out every single exam on mine crying, and I did fine on them, like I did more than fine on them, but just because I didn't have that confidence in myself, you know what I mean? And that's why, yeah. that's why I think, because I know that experience, I want to bring that to the schools now. So that's that's where the bad things come to it, I think. Confidence is huge. Like, I met this, this mm. is so unrelated to the topic, but I met this girl at work the other day because she's an intern and she just started and I had like a welcome meeting with her at my other job. And she was like, oh, I didn't expect you to be so young. And I was like, thanks. And then she was like, how do you know what you do? And I was like, girl, the key is confidence. Like, just come across <laughs> like you know what it's you're doing. So and you'll get to so make it. Like, you seen those videos that of like so men, men walking in with ladders getting free entry to the cinema and stuff just because they've got a ladder it's the confidence mm. they're like oh I'm here to fix something and no one doubts them because they're confident do you know what I mean just walking with a ladder anywhere you go you get in it's the confidence, it's okay. <laughs> confidence, confidence is key so you hit the nail on the head right there because I do that in my day-to-day life Take <laughs> <laughs> it till you fucking make it literally take it till you make it but that's the end of my my questions thank you guys for i love that that. really good questions thank you so much 
we're picking our brains on a Friday night. I know, I know. It is, it is. Mm, But um, yeah, it was great discussion. We'll do some more like this more often, I think. I think they're quite Mm. fun. Yeah, on the spot. If I find questions randomly, I'll I'll write them down as well and then we can do, I'll do one more. Yeah, and let's not tell each other because it's better. Yeah, I think it was good like that. (laughs) All right, thank you so much for everybody who tuned in today. Thank you to Amin and Divya for putting up my crazy questions because maybe I was just trying to call shit. I don't even know. I just thought it's Friday night when I'm out in the clubs. Let's make it spicy out here. (laughs) (laughs) You guys obviously hear it on a Thursday, but it was recorded on Friday. But anyway, thank you for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.